You are listening to episode number 45 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fit Successful Dad podcast. And today we're going to talk about fine tuning the system. And what does that really mean? Well, you are the system, you are your own system. And we're going to dive a little bit into fine tuning that. And when I say fine tuning, I mean making some small tweaks, some small adjustments that have a substantially massive impact on your daily life from a day-to-day as far as how you feel, uh, all the way to a day-to-day as far as how maybe successful you are, like kind of long-term. So these are things that I have lived through personally and have gone from one particular state to another and have seen the transformation and have seen how the ripple effect, the domino that comes from that uh, can, can kind of like resonate through and become such a a massively impactful uh, thing long term. So the first and what I consider to be the most important by far that anybody can do, and it's something you can do actionable, uh, that, that you can apply that's actionable today, is to make the changes to better your diet and nutrition. And that may be like something that a lot of people say, a lot of people read about, a lot of people hear about, and they just kind of glance over it. But really think about, just take a minute and really think about how your diet and nutrition is on a daily basis and your supplementation as well. But think about how much time and energy you put into that. And then think about how much time and energy you don't put into that. Because that's equally as important. So, you know, a good way to do this is to take a single day, a 24-hour period, or the, the entire waking period of a day, and look at what you consume from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep uh, at night. What do you consume? When do you consume it? How much? What are the intervals in between? And things like that. If you've listened to the podcast a while, you've probably heard me talk about a couple of very specific kind of like, I'll I'll use the air quotes here, extreme um, dietary approaches that that I've done in the past. Um, You know, but but I I do me, right? (laughs) You should do you. But the thing is, uh, anybody can make the changes that apply to them specifically. So, and you probably already know what those are, right? You can probably step back for 30 seconds and think about what you consume and where you got the, the food or whatever it is, what, what, where you got the consumables and you know, how often you eat them and, uh, how, how much you had and, you know, maybe how, how much you probably should have had, or maybe you should have had more. I mean, I don't know, maybe you're, you know, in that situation. And, uh, I've been in both. So I've experienced both, you know, I've been in a, a situation where I was over consuming and I was over consuming all the wrong things. And then I've been in a situation, uh, where when I bounced out of that, where I was under consuming and the things that I was under consuming weren't really of quality either. So I was under consuming the wrong things. And then I saw my whole life, you know, not just my body, but the way I thought, the way I felt, everything kind of drifted in a direction that was, uh, was not a good direction. And it was kind of opposite 
from where I was when I was overconsuming all the things. So, you know, I used to be massively overweight and then I lost all that weight and I went the other way and I got, uh, I got like underweight by quite a bit to the point where it was unhealthy. And, um, now I'm at a middle ground, but it took a very long time to, to go through that entire like transformation, uh, from high to low to middle. To, to, to where I should be, like the sweet spot. Uh, so I've lived through that. And that whole period was about nine, uh, 10, 11 years, something like that. So, uh, you know, I've been there. And the thing that I found was that really dialing in over a period of time, really dialing in my diet and nutrition got me to the point where I, I think sharper. I feel extremely confident compared to how I was before, right? So I have the confidence to approach people now. And it's more than just the looks, by the way, or, you know, like going from one uh, physical appearance to another. It, it, it's really like, that's the last part of this. The, the main piece that provided confidence was feeling good about myself and knowing that I was able to make a change that was positive and see myself commit to that. That's really the biggest thing. That instills more confidence, I think, than someone going from overweight or underweight to a physical appearance that they want to be at. I absolutely, 100%, having gone through all of it, I think that is the biggest factor of all of it, is making a dietary change. And that could be something as simple as taking a multivitamin or taking like a fish oil or something if you have like joint problems, right? Or, or adding more vitamin C or something like that and committing to it and knowing that you're doing something positive for yourself on a routine basis. Uh, being able to commit to that really does change the way that you think about yourself. It really, really honestly does. And uh, along with, you know, taking a supplement like that, if you are able to apply that in multiple areas of your, your diet, nutrition, supplementation plan, um, you will not only see that you're thinking differently because you're able to commit to something, but you'll also see the physical effect of taking that change. So, which is, you know, obviously a big part of it as well. If you are able to uh, like add some like more protein to your diet if you're you know, low on protein or if you should probably be consuming more calories because you're under consuming because you're and now you're underweight or something if you're able to make that change and see the physical result that comes from that along with the fact that you're thinking differently because you've been able to make that commitment oh the the change that comes with that guys is absolutely substantial and it, it has a bigger impact than you can possibly imagine. And if you're already doing well at whatever you're doing and you apply those changes, then you'll just see yourself just skyrocket and all the results that you're currently getting honestly will go up. And that's just the way it is. These are life improvements. It has nothing to do with business. It has nothing to do with parenting. Really. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Family, uh, it, it, it's, it's purely a personal life, like positivity improvement, right? A, a, uh, a beneficial change to you as a human being. And I stand firm on that. And I would, I would argue with anybody that a dietary and nutrition change for, uh, in a, in a positive direction will have a massive, uh, impact and result on, your life in all areas. There's not one area of your life that will not result positively as, uh, as a, as a factor, as a byproduct of making this adjustment in your life. And I, I firmly believe that. So that's kind of my number one 
uh, recommended thing for, for fine tuning the system, for getting the system fully tuned up for success. My second is along the same lines, and that is fitness and exercise. I truly believe that everybody should have some form of exercise or fitness or working out uh, incorporated into their routine on a, a regular basis. Now, that doesn't mean daily. That doesn't mean multiple times daily, but it does mean regularly, maybe multiple times a week or once a week. You know, I think once a week is kind of personally, I think that's about as infrequent as you should get. I think most people should try to incorporate maybe three times a week would be great. Anywhere from a half hour to an hour. I mean, we talk about things in the United States and probably around the world and other in other formats. But in the United States, we talk a lot about things like what the NFL uh, has come up with, which is the Play 60 program for kids. Right? It's Play 60, and what it what it means is play uh, physical activity for 60 minutes every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's the whole kind of mentality around that is to get kids active for 60 minutes a day, every single day. Well, we all know that as we get older, right? Um, things slow down. We aren't as elastic as we used to be. Our metabolism isn't as good as it used to be. All of our organs start to move just a little bit slower. Muscle recovery is a little bit slower etc cetera, etc cetera. so why as adults do we not live by the own set of our own set of rules that we've made up for the younger uh, generations right why why do we not apply that at uh, for adults I don't get it right so um, it's never really been able to be explained because I think ultimately what it comes down to is that people are busy right people they get a job they have a family and they become busy, right? Maybe you are in that group. I was certainly in that group for a while. And it's it's life. Uh, but like anything, it's it's hard to make the change. But often when things are hard and you actually go through with it, the outcome on the other side is a positive one. Well, this is probably one of the more important ones for living a long, full, healthy life is going through this change, putting something in place that will challenge you, strengthen you, and improve your overall health uh, by doing this regularly. And plus, if you have, if you are in uh, the, the, the group of people who are raising kids, you're probably thinking about that, you know, how to keep your kids healthy, how to keep your kids active, how to keep your kids exercising so that their bodies grow and develop and that the muscle memory that they build at the lower, the lower, um, the younger ages is, is a positive one for setting them up for the future. I know I certainly am a lot of people in my circle. We have kids that are in sports and, you know, I put a lot of energy into my son's sports. So let me just take a minute to talk about that. Um, I'm not the type of dad to push my son very hard in, in a way where, where it's over the top or mean or, you know, like I'm not a drill sergeant father when it comes to that stuff. My son is pretty athletic, but I introduced him to sports basically as soon as, as, as possible. Like when he was crawling around, it was a ball and a hockey stick and a foot, you know, a football, a Frisbee, whatever. And then when he was walking, it was a basketball, uh, the hockey stick thing. 
uh, is, has been there since day one. My son is a big time hockey player, plays all year now, but, um, the hockey stick thing, a basketball, uh, we were, I was teaching him how to throw a baseball as early as one. Um, at two, I had him on ice skates and he was learning how to skate and he was playing soccer and he was, uh, playing basketball. And I don't mean like just, you know, putzing around for five minutes. I mean, like we were teaching him. I was teaching him actual techniques, drills, you know, as, as, as much attention as I could get out of a two-year-old. And then at three, he was in a coached learn to skate program, uh, to kind of going down that hockey route. And we had him playing, uh, a couple other, uh, very low level coached kind of recreational things. Um, there was a little like learn to play t-ball kind of thing. Um, soccer, we were on the fence about and instead decided to just do that ourselves. Uh, at four, he joined his first hockey team. So full gear games, skills, practices, power skating, the whole nine yards, uh, four years old. Right. And he had already been skating for two years at that point. He also played a full season of T-ball at that point. Uh, Come five, he was on three different hockey teams at the same time. And that was all by choice, by the way. That was completely up to him. And there was a a lot of conflicts. So he didn't actually make it to every single sheet of ice that was on his schedule. Uh, He played another, um, he played a full season of soccer. He played a full season of lacrosse. And it was kind of a learn to play lacrosse. But my point is he's been involved in sports from the very beginning and he's about to turn six. He just made a club hockey team. Um, So he's going to be involved in club hockey next year and he wants to play flag football. He wants to play soccer again. He wants to play lacrosse. He wants to play more sports now than he actually has time to do. So, but my, again, I'm going to circle back around This is relevant. I promise. The point is we've had him active since day one. And by doing that, it has shown me that I can't as a dad, uh, I can't be, um, I guess forceful is the right way, or I can't be so adamant that, uh, that sports are important and I can't push the fact that sports are important and I can't do that if I'm not demonstrating it as well. I believe that parents are the number one role models in a, in a child's life. And, um, again, you know, this podcast isn't a parenting podcast, so I, I just want that to you know be clear, but I truly believe that, um, you know, kids will get the message by observing more than by being told. So to demonstrate how I feel about my son's health and what the habits that I want him to develop for his sake, I need to demonstrate them for me, right? I need to do the exact same thing or an adult version of that so that he sees that on a routine basis and he understands. So when I make a dietary change or when I make a fitness or exercise change, to my life, my son sees that and he asks me questions and I tell him. And as a result, not only do I feel better because I have been exercising and I have been working out or I've been doing this or that or eating well, uh, but I'm also having this huge impact on my son's life. And now he wants to do these things so that he can be healthy and he can jump high and he can run fast and skate fast and, you know, shoot hard and all these things. So I'm having that impact at the same time. 
fitness and exercise for me also is a very medicinal thing, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So it, and I believe that everybody who exercises, while they might think that it's grueling and it's, it's, it's agonizing to go through and it, it can be torturous sometimes. I mean, I have some CrossFit buddies that are just, they're crazy. I mean, I, I think they're crazy. They put themselves through this, this crazy amount of torture. Um, even though, you know, some of them would say the same thing about me and what I do. But anyway, I see the, the, the CrossFit routines that these guys go through and you know, a lot of them are so exhausted and tired and annoyed while it's going on, or even like the day leading up to the, uh, the workout. But after the fact, they are just so relieved that they went through with it. And when I talk to them about it, it's, it's more of a mental thing. And then in addition to that, over time came the physical thing. So I'm a huge, huge proponent of the mind body holistic connection. I talk about that sometimes, uh, on the podcast. And I, I truly believe that for us to really find our, like our, our, our path to like, you know, go forward towards that, that North star goal, right. To just, uh, aim and, and, and propel yourselves towards that target that we have in our heads. Everybody's got that target, right. To really get yourself aligned with that. I think that you truly have to have the mind, the body to uh, get connected together and have like a healthy state on both ends. I really believe that hundred percent. That's, that's something that I am all in on. And the third thing that I want to talk about for fine tuning the system, right? We're talking about fine tuning the system, getting it perfectly aligned, uh, with itself, uh, for better success, better health, and, uh, and just and better all overall positivity, uh, is finding your anchor, right? Finding your Zen, uh, anchor. And, you know, for, for everybody, uh, that's listening, that's going to be something different for you. And it's, you know, from, from what it is for me, from what it is for the next guy, everybody has their own thing. So my anchor personally, and I found this anchor, <laughs> as a result of going through a physical transformation after college is exercise, right? Which it, it's, it's great for me because on a, for a number of reasons, not only does it keep me physically in shape and healthy and putting me on a path towards a, hopefully uh, a long life. And, um, you know, it, and it demonstrates all the things I talked about. It demonstrates positive, um, habits for, for my son, and, um, but also it's, it, when I say it's truly my anchor, I mean that when I work out, when I go and I put in an hour, hour and a half at the gym, I come home, I come out of that. Maybe I go, uh, to do other things besides come home, but whatever, when I leave the gym after that, I am a completely different person from who I was when I went in. It's, it's the way it is. When I come out of there, I am 1000% focused. I, my optimism and my, my energy is so high that I feel like I can do just about anything. In fact, for like the three hours after I leave the gym, I'm at my sharpest. And I truly believe that 1 million percent. When I leave the gym for like three hours, 
I'm the sharpest that I'm going to be that day. And that's when I get the most done. That's when I make the most connections. Um, I like to set up. Uh, I like to set up interviews for the podcast. I like. I have a lot of uh, conversations going on with my supplier about my brand, my upcoming brand, and uh, I do a lot of things creatively to to propel both the Fit Successful Dad podcast as well as uh, the brand, you know, as far as like creative design or talking to my designer about things, um, setting up kind of like a, a structure, like when I'm talking about the podcast here, setting up a structure for content and topics of discussion, doing research on certain topics. Uh, I am so focused when I get out of the gym that I can do more in that three hours around all of those things I just described than I will be able to do for the rest of the day. That doesn't mean that I come home and I drill for three hours necessarily, but even the things I'm thinking about when I'm driving after I leave the gym, that is technically part of like utilizing (laughs) some of that that like sharp mentality that I have when I leave the gym. So, you know, that allows me to take notes on my phone or when I get to wherever I'm going, I can jot some things down. Um, I have some of my best ideas and I have uh, a lot of conversations on the phone after I leave the gym, setting up certain things and uh, putting, you know, things in place. I do talk to my supplier sometimes uh, on the phone, which can be a little bit of a challenge, but we've done that. And some of those conversations are very difficult because of the language barrier, but I have the most success when I'm totally focused and I am totally focused after I leave the gym. Uh, so it's all about the anchoring. And I believe that everybody has an anchor and it doesn't have to be working out. And, uh, and oftentimes it's not. A lot of people are getting into meditation and I truly believe in meditation. In fact, my wife is starting to go down that road. And I believe that if you think that that would be interesting, I would recommend you check out a couple apps. One's called, um, I don't get an affiliate for this, by the way. I'm just throwing this out there because I, I believe in them. Uh, one is called Mind Journey. And the other one is called Headspace. Uh, mind Journey is kind of a weird spelling. It's uh, mind, like M-I-N-D, but then Journey is spelled J-R-N-Y, so Mind Journey. And then the second one is called Headspace, and it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Uh, so those are those are great meditation apps. And when I say meditation, I'm not talking about sitting like, you know, crisscross applesauce with your fingers, uh, making the, uh, the AOK sign with, you know, both hands. Um, it's, it's really just taking five, 10 minutes and the app kind of helps you regulate the timing and stuff. But, uh, really what it is, is, is taking five, 10 minutes and trying to decouple yourself with everything that's going on around you, like all the craziness of life. And if you're a parent, you know, you got the craziness of being a parent. If you're working, you got the craziness of a nine to five job. Uh, maybe there's finance financial stress or burdens, things you're thinking about, bills, you know, we all have those realities, right? Taking five or 10 minutes in the morning or at night to decouple yourself from that, or even during the middle of the day, um, it, it helps anchor so many people to just being overall more positive. In fact, it's gotten to the point with some people I know where they meditate like a skit on a schedule multiple times a day. And there are certain functions in those apps that allow you to do that. Like you can have pop-up banners basically show up on your phone that say something that's witty that alludes to take a time out right now, meditate, you know, find your Zen, 
chill out, um, you know, dial into your core a little bit and then come back out of it. Right. So that's, uh, that's something that one of those apps do that those two apps do. And it's, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's interesting. I, I meditate a little bit. I'm infrequent. It's not something that I'm all in on. I'm trying to get there. Uh, my wife is, is into it. A few people I know are into it. And I, I, I think that sometimes that my brain is just so loud and it's, um, it's so busy that I have a hard time decoupling 100% because the meditation is all about slowing yourself down, removing yourself from all that craziness, even for a few minutes and just kind of like realigning yourself with yourself and then coming back to reality. And, uh, and that's, that's difficult for me. So that's a problem for me. And one of, one of my goals is to learn how to do that. I believe that if I could slow down for a couple minutes and I could really find that, that part of myself and connect with that part of myself, uh, not only would I be able to, to like, you know, be a little bit more in tune with what I'm doing and be a little bit more focused, but I, I think I would also, it would benefit me in the part of my life where I, I, I take such like pride in, uh, in under in trying to understand the mind body connection. I mean, meditation would absolutely help me uh, connect those two things a little bit more and try to understand a little bit more about, about those things. So, you know, there's a, there's a number of reasons, multiple reasons why I'm into it and I'm going to continue to try and incorporate that. But my main anchor is exercise. I have, uh, also uh, a few people who, they anchor themselves through a uh, a sport. They anchor themselves through a hobby like cooking or playing music or um, you know doing like landscaping. Uh, so you know it can be anything, but that anchor is so important. And I think every single human being has one and needs to put themselves in a position to utilize that anchor on a regular basis. Now I don't go to the gym every day, so I I don't I don't uh, put myself in a position to to hold on to that anchor and reground myself every single day. But I do that enough times a week where it carries over. So often it's it's five days a week. Sometimes it's four. You know, everybody's schedule is different. Uh, and I but I but I do believe that by applying that that you will have huge, huge success. The whole point of fine tuning the system and the whole point of me talking about that in this episode is that by applying these three things over a period of time, you know, finding your, your diet and nutrition improvement path and applying that will, will absolutely affect you mentally and it'll affect you physically, obvious and applying a fitness and exercise routine, even if it's infrequent, but as long as it's uh, like periodically routine, right? So once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever, something that gets the blood moving, stimulates the muscles a little bit, makes them burn, makes them grow, that will obviously affect you physically. And it also has a mental component to it as well. And I'm behind that 1000%, just like dietary and nutrition and supplementation changes. And then the last one, which we just discussed, is anchoring, finding something to help you anchor and ground yourself 
on a regular basis. And if you know what that is and you're not using it properly, meaning you're not doing it regularly enough and you're not finding enough my like my time or me time to, to utilize that anchor, uh, then that adjustment needs to be made so that you are in a position to utilize that anchor on a regular basis. So those three things, see if you can find a way to incorporate them and do that on a routine basis and you will see a positive and optimistic impact on your life. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care. 